money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. I'm ready to talk taxes. Taxes. Money. And money. And okay. Money. So. Okay. Yeah. This uh, is a practical show, not hard issues. This. Well, okay. We, okay, we had a little I, bit of the hard issue show last week. If you didn't hear. Oh, go back and go listen. Back and listen. Destiny is awesome. We, yeah. We introduced Destiny last time. Destiny is our lead in the tax department. Destiny's here with us again today. So welcome to the show, Destiny. Thank you. Hello, guys. And uh, we also have Bron, who is, has been one of the tax specialists, entrepreneur, coach. you got a lot of names, Bron. I have a lot of names. Yeah. Good morning. <laughs> Bron is our, our resident expert on all things tax and, and entrepreneurial. So we're, we're, uh, we got, as you can tell, four of us on the show. And guess what? We all like to talk. So I'm going to just quickly do some housekeeping and then we're going to get into just a real, uh, our heart this morning is to, to talk about the practical issues around tax time. It's that time of year. Yes, it is. And, and uh, maybe a little bit different this year than in, in previous years, simply due to the, the COVID and how that's maybe affected some of us. Uh, so we just want to uh, really jump right in. So here we go. Um, if you ha- didn't hear the show with Destiny and you want to uh, get a get a uh, uh, an introduction to Destiny, then listen to last week's show. It is uh, up on morethanenough.ca, chri.ca, notmine.ca. It is uh, posted in your favorite podcasting platforms: Spotify, TuneIn, iTunes, uh, all of the 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 podcasting platforms that we can find. So. Welcome to the show, guys. I'm going to, Reb's going to take some questions here. I'm going to step back. Okay. So um, before we read from Romans 13 this morning and get into this discussion, I want to give some context. Romans 13 tells us that we are to submit to the governing authorities. And then um, the first, I don't know, five verses, it talks about that. And then it says, this is also why we pay taxes. And then it goes into, you know, oh, Pay what you owe, basically. But I want to give a context. I went on a website just to find out, well, what was what were the people of Jesus' time actually, what did they have to pay? And what was their monetary system? And, and I read this great article. Obviously, I'm not going over it all here. But there were three types of money before they actually had um, uh a, an ex, a medium of exchange, they would use bars and rings of gold and silver. But then they had a systems, system of coins. The Syrian coin was the shekel. The, uh, there's other names for it. The Roman coin was the denarius. And the Jewish coin was the mite, as we are familiar with the widow's mite in the story um, there in Mark. So what did they have to pay tax on? Well, According to what I read, Rome exacted taxes for water. Uh, They had a city tax, a tax on such necessities of life as meat and salt, a road tax, a house tax, 
there was a poll tax, which just because you were a, a male in um, ancient those ancient times, you had to pay a tax just because you were an individual in the society. Now, Romans didn't have to pay the tax, but anyone who is a non-Roman citizen had to pay the tax. So from this, I was like, there's quite a tax burden on the people. Um, Jews became wealthy off the tax system. So what would happen? A publican or a tax collector like Matthew, he could, that, that became a disciple of Christ, he could actually say to someone, well, if you don't have the money, I'll pay your tax bill, but then you owe me money with interest. So that's one of the reasons the publicans or the tax collectors were so hated. Um, they weren't even allowed to go to the temple because of how they were um, like a, a they, they were in between Rome and the people of Israel. And I mean, you can go and read all about it yourself. I find it quite fascinating. And I wanted to set this up because, you know, we are, we are taxed in Canada. Braun has often said to me, it's almost impossible to, to be a, a small business in Canada with all the taxation. It's not impossible, but you get the idea. Braun said, it's just hard. You know, we have to set aside, Braun's always told us as entrepreneurs, set aside 25% just to pay the tax like that's like and we complain about taxes in canada we complain um because i guess we want to complain i'm gonna jump in and say we probably can't complain as much as they could in the roman time because yeah, we do I, get health care we do get some benefits right but, and they, anyway. what did they, they got roads i guess I, I don't know that i'm just giving context because in romans 13 it says be subject to the governing authorities and in verse 6 it says this is also why you pay taxes for the authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Then I love this part because it talks about love. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another for whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. It goes on to say that we're to love our neighbor as ourselves. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. I just I go and read Romans 13 because it, it's a great flow um, of understanding. And really, why do we pay taxes? Because we're commanded to, we're commanded to give to Caesar what is Caesar's. You know, I'm very aware, again, in my own time with the Lord, I can hear the Father saying to us, this is my son, Jesus. I'm well pleased with him. Listen to him. And what did he say to us? He said, if, if, if there's a stamp of Caesar's face on that coin, pay it to them. And we, as Braun has taught me, this is a compliance issue. And, and next to our mortgage, our, our CRA tax bill, it's, it's the most important thing that we're going to be looking at in terms of our finances in light of, of the government's expectations. So I just want to thank Destiny and Braun for being here this morning. And we want to talk about, we're going to start with the biggest question. You know, what do we need to know about preparing for t the tax season in 2021? And I don't know, Destiny, if you want to start that discussion this morning. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. For this tax season, I, because of the unique time and the and season that we've been in as a result of COVID-19 since last year, um, there's so much going on and many people don't fully understand exactly what should be done. Many persons have been the recipients of receiving the federal assistance that the government gave out in one way or the other, including businesses, small businesses, nonprofits, charities. 
So we really, the major thing is to have kept, if you're a small business, if you're an entrepreneur or a charity, a nonprofit, to have kept your records. Make sure that you somewhere, whether you have a bookkeeping system or you did it manually in Excel, that's quite fine. As long as you have that record, especially if it pertained to a loan that was given and how you use the fund because you also have to give the report to the government of that at some point in the process as well. So those individuals who receive the CERB or now the CRA, we're warning you, we know with the CERB, the government did not take taxes out. So we strongly were encouraging people from last year because there were no taxes being withheld by the government from the CERB that was initially issued. It was strongly encouraged to put a small portion of that aside, at least the 10% like the government has done now with the, with the, CR, with the, um, the Canadian Relief Benefit, the CRB, because they clearly stated that it will be a taxed income. They will give you a slip for that, a T4A slip for that. So you want, don't want to get caught off guard. You don't want to receive all the funds and not rightly used it. And when you get that slip and they're taxing, taxing you on that monies to find yourself in a, what I call a conundrum, thinking, what was me? Where am I going to get the funds now to pay back to the federal government, the taxes for the assistance that they gave me? So granted, many people may not have even leaned into it and have done it. It's never too late to, con to start doing the right thing. So I would encourage you to whatever you're getting now, if you are getting the CRB now or you're working part-time, put a little small amount aside so that when you do get that tax slip for 2020, you will be able to offset some of what they will say will be the outstanding taxes for that. But in every situation, do not Bombard yourself with feelings of overwhelm. Do not allow anxiety to come in. Let's just face it. Let's just deal with it. And let's strategically make steps towards working toward what is outstanding. And the great thing about the government, they are willing to work with you. They're very understanding, even though they want things to be done in a timely manner. So if you haven't, they're willing to work with you. They're not going to say pay everything today or I'm going to take everything that you own. They're not that rigid. They're willing to work with you. So let's at least get the ball rolling with that process. Mm -hmm. Brian, do you have any comments, you know, any any encouragement for the listeners on that light in, in light of all that's been going on with CERB and this, you said the C, the new one, CRB, the CRB. Right. Um, and, and Destiny gave a good overview of that. And yeah, I mean, the, the reality of taxes, whether it's corporate, uh, personal, is there's always lots of changes from one year to the next. And of course, 2020 had additional things as Destiny has outlined very well. I think the other big item there is that, of course, everybody's been working at home and there's there's everybody has an entitlement to something called employment expense, even though uh, you're not an entrepreneur. Um, you know, if you had to work at home, the government is basically saying, yeah, you, you're entitled to $400 deduction uh, as an employment expense. And, and I think that depending on the nature of what you do, if you're an entrepreneur, um, you know, just need to be aware of those new rules. And there's lots of narrative on websites and different things like that about what what to do there. So lots of little changes and that you, you don't want to miss. And uh, certainly it's 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 there for the taking. And um, yeah, I think Destiny covered off most of the other things. 
And, and I think that just to highlight her note about working with Revenue Canada, because her and I have run into all kinds of people who uh, there's this fear factor, and we've talked about it in the past uh, with respect to CRA. People just get frozen if they get this letter or a request from CRA. And sometimes it's a simple request saying, hey, we don't understand this. We need more information. So our encouragement is to keep the conversation going, understand that uh, there is flexibility and um, sometimes you just need somebody to uh, help you navigate and that's what we're uh, more than enough is all about is helping you understand the uh, navigation tools around financial management and as Rebecca mentioned a significant part of that is the tax responsibility. I'm just thinking, you know, is this is this a time of year that you would recommend or not time of year, but is this year if a person's been doing their taxes on their own, but they're now working at home or maybe they started a little side business is would it be wise to get connected, you know, with our office with you guys or or who whomever they go to for tax help or would be interested in it? Would you I know you guys do this for a living and you like I know that in one hand people might say, Well, of course they're gonna say that, but um is it is it a really a good year for people to reach out and get some advice? I'll, I'll go first on that. I, I, it is a good year for that because of all of the changes, all of the different aspects of, of, of what the government will allow, not allow. And because of everybody has been impacted with different components, whether they're working at home or whether they are in receipt of any of the assistance programs or anything like that, or their business applied for loans, there's all these different things that you need to be aware of and understand. And as Destiny mentioned, um, there's lots of requirements for good record keeping. And so part of that whole compliance piece would be the notion that, yeah, if you get, if you get us to help you, um, if you need help or just review what you've done, then we're going to, there's going to be certainly uh, a record keeping, there's going to be a process. And I think that's only going to help you. Right. Yeah. Uh, do you have a comment about that, Destiny? Um, yeah, I guess we'll add to what Juan just said that it absolutely, it's always a good time. I, uh, for me, it's always a good time to reach out and to keep the communication going even if it's just to answer a question and to give you peace of mind to some, a thought that popped up. Instead of making assumptions, especially when it comes to for entrepreneurs and businesses for com compliance regulations, when it comes to the reporting, again, because we are in such a unique time now, unlike ever before, so there are many variables that must be considered variables that are actually beneficial to the individual and to the corporation in regards to their filing. So before you just discredit anything or assume something, it's always good to get that clarity from someone who may know a little more that you, than you know at that time. And I'm going to jump in and, and share a little personal story because, um, you know, our, one of our philosophies is, I guess it's a philosophy of more than enough is, is that whole proactive paradigm. It, you know, it's, it's just easier to, to kind of, go through the process ahead of time rather than submit all your taxes and find out that you've either missed something or there's a mistake and then there's a reassessment and and you know there's a, there's you know to to actually kind of get it right the first time uh you know 
there is some wisdom and, and, and more than enough when it comes to finances, we're often, uh, you know, pushing that paradigm of what can we do to prepare? What can we do to, to actually get ahead so that we make the money behave? So we take most ad- best advantage of both our time and, and of course, having to go back and revisit any of this stuff gets time consuming and frustrating. And then you just kind of, you know, okay, I'm done. Let's, you know, carry on with life because I got better things to do. And this goes to my story because it's really the last time I actually did my own taxes. Um, <laughs> I was having this moment as you guys were talking because uh, I had, I'm, I'm actually pretty good about keeping all the documentation and keeping all of the the, the the pieces of paper that we need to we have a folder that we collect stuff all year long and if we think it's even related to tax we throw it in there and and so one saturday morning i said to rev okay this is i'm gonna open the tax uh thing and i'm gonna sit down and do our taxes and three hours later four arguments i think our marriage was probably as close to on the rocks as it had ever been uh, no i just stayed out of the room rem came in and quite literally took my face in her in her wonderful hands looked me square in the eye and said if you ever do taxes again i will leave you and i, I, <laughs> I took that, okay. that. Uh, but that's how i remember yeah, it in my yeah, in my my what my, my desire but it, it was and i think i'm a pretty smart guy like i i'm in the financial world and you know I, again we're self-employed and all of those things and i i after three hours i was just overwhelmed uh i was frustrated i was grumpy and if any of you know dave he doesn't easily like he doesn't get flustered but he was flustered and and angry and i just said to him it is worth the how many hundreds of dollars at the time and and we didn't have a tax we didn't have a tax i don't even know if this was more than enough days or prior but i i just said you know what up the road we have a wonderful neighbor who does taxes let's go knock on his door and i'm taking them over and bringing them to him you're not doing this anymore (laughs) and and i and that's where i'll kind of end the story a little bit to say that um you know, again, I felt like, hey, this is something I can do. I'm a pretty smart guy, all of that stuff. But but in the end, there was a huge sense of, of relief to go, okay, wait a minute. I took my file. You know, we, we did a summary page. I, I handed uh, essentially what I thought he needed. Uh, he came back to us and said, hey, Dave, there's a few other pieces of paper just uh, that, that I'm going to need. And, and, you know, at the end of that tax season, I looked at Reb and I said, you know, that's it. I'm never doing taxes again in terms of preparing them myself. Just because there was this sense of relief. There was, I'd spent three hours on a Saturday morning, um, you know, and, and, and uh, I, it still has trauma for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if you're out there and you're, you're like, okay, you know, I'm a smart guy. I can do it. Absolutely have at her. But, you know, if you go like, you know, there's maybe I should uh, have somebody else look at it. Then, then again, personal experience from Dave. This is not financial coach. This is just Dave saying, you know what? It may save your marriage or, or at least reduce your blood pressure. <laughs> so. When I met Destiny, when I met Destiny the, uh, this fall, I was like, oh man, you love numbers. Like God bless you. Um, and of course, we're financial coaches on lots of levels. There are financial things and obviously numbers we deal with. But that whole tax piece to me is. Um, it, it feels like it's getting more complicated out there. And I'm going to ask this question because I actually heard you guys talking about it. What, 
like, what does a listener need to know? And I'm referring completely to documentation. Um, you, I remember you had said, you know, sometimes uh, people think that, you know, just one T4 slip and they're good to go. But what what is required? What is the practical thing that you're saying, you know, this is actually what we need? I don't know, Destiny, if you want to speak to that. For the, yeah, for the individual, um, the practical item that you would need to properly submit your return would be definitely a T4 if you had any work. Um, the slip if you were self-employed during the tax year. If you had a TFSA, you would automatically receive from the financial institution, from the financial institution, the amounts for that tax year as well. If you are a student, we need to have that um, 2202 form that shows how much money you would have paid for tuition during that tax year. And then uh, things pertaining to certain credits that you could possibly receive if you're staying in Ontario regarding the Trillium benefit. How much did you pay for rent within that tax year? Any type of expenses. And I think Vaughn had alluded also earlier to when you're working from home, there are some some expenses that are allowed. There's like a $400 for expenses because you're now working from home that you have to use a portion of your home as an office. So having, having that T4 slip, any additional T-slips if you had um, any type of RRSP, you will also automatically receive from the organization where either your employer put a portion or you had an individual one with your financial institution. These will automatically be sent to you. Any type of medical expense receipts. All of these things are very important to doing the proper filing and giving you all the best credits that are applicable to your filing. Right. So here's a little plug. If, if you can't, uh, John or Brown, I'm going to just jump in. If you can't remember all that, we do have a list on the website. If you go to morethanenough.ca and go to the tax uh, tab, there, there's a, a couple of forms and there's a couple of lists you can download that kind of guide your way. So if you've been wildly writing as Destiny's been talking, then uh, take you know grab your coffee, relax. You can go to the website and, and the list is there as well. So go ahead, Bron. Right. I just wanted to uh, just add to what Destiny was talking about. And the fact that the software we use, it has what they call an optimization uh, thing built into it. So for donations, for medical expenses, all of those things, um, a lot of people get confused by, well, what names on the, on the receipt and can I just use this? Can I use that? And so ultimately the, uh, software we use maximizes those donation receipts and medical receipts because you basically, if you're married um, or in a common law relationship, um, then you you can you put those numbers together. So it maximizes the uh, tax benefits along the way. Hmm. So if someone, so here's another practical little piece, how, how in this, you know, for you guys, how do our clients get the information to you, like those documents? Typically, they can, um, you know, just connect with our office. Debbie at the office will, uh, you know, d direct the conversation to either Destiny or myself. And we can either get soft copy of things through a scan if they have that ability, or we've set up uh, a system whereby we can mail them an envelope with a 
like a checklist essentially, and they can uh, simply use the old-fashioned way of filling up the envelope with all our pieces of paper, and uh, we then would get that at our office, either dropped off or however methodology we use uh, in this time and uh, take it from there. But it's very secure that way. Um, one thing that we have done at, uh, at the office, actually Dave just put it up uh, a, a few weeks ago, is we have a mailbox now that's outside the office on Antares Drive with a lock on it if anyone has to drop off documents, it, it would be there and locked up. So, um, and we'd pick it up that day. So um, that's just an interesting piece. And the best, the best is always uh, to just call ahead and arrange it with Debbie uh, at the office. The office is open every Wednesday uh, for receiving documents all the time, but there's other times during, during the week where somebody might be in the office and you can make an appointment to drop them off. Or like I said, if, if you, do put it in the Dropbox out front. Um, we want to know. We don't want your document sitting outside for hours or days without knowing it's there. Of course, we, we check it on a regular basis. But again, there's all kinds of ways to get your, your information to us. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make it easy. That's, that's the goal, right? So, so just, I guess, I, um, we have a few minutes left, but how I'm going to let you, Destiny, and then Braun, what, what are some words of encouragement you can leave listeners with in these unprecedented, is that the right word? Unprecedented times, we keep saying, um, in this COVID environment, what, what kind of words of encouragement will you have in regards to taxes and such? Why don't you go first, Destiny? Sure. I have grown to be a firm believer and advocate for taking a moment, taking a pause break, taking a sila moment. Anytime, especially regarding finances, regarding taxes, financial planning, those I don't understand or I don't know what to do questions. If you find yourself becoming just mentally overwhelmed and bombarded in your own mind and in your own heart, even in the very thought of the processing of what should be done and who should you, who you should reach out to, what that conversation is going to look like. Because some of us are very analytical, so we overanalyze and overanalyze and we find ourselves feeling walled in by our thoughts, I encourage you, I strongly encourage you to take a breather, take a pause break, take a sila moment, clear your thoughts, declutter your thoughts, push everything aside. Like just picture a wave coming in and washing all of the thoughts away because it's not healthy if the thoughts that started out healthy just to figure out what steps I should take become toxic in regards to it now overwhelms you. So taking that pause break is going to allow you to take deep breaths, at least about three deep breaths and just declutter your mind. And once all the clutter is gone, you're able to now properly and clearly see and chart a path ahead. And in that clarity, I encourage you to reach out to us at More Than Enough and we will in the reanalyzation process, because we're human beings, we're going to have that again, but we will be able to walk with you in that conversation so that the thoughts and all of the options or the things you feel that you must do, have to do, and everything is a priority, don't come on you again like another surge wave. We'll say, okay, this is where we start, and let's just take these steps. And if you have this document, start by sending these pieces in. This is how we're going to execute. If you don't have these things, you can go to your own personal CRA account. You don't have that CRA account. Fine. We'll walk you through creating that. So there's steps 
steps to take, but there's a strategy to doing that. So you're not overwhelmed. You don't find yourself taking this extended pushback experience because it just becomes fearful for you. So take that pause break, stay encouraged. This is a very unique time. You're not going through this journey alone. And if at any time you feel so from a financial perspective with your family, with your children, whatever it is, reach out to us and we're here and available for you to give you hope in regards to what steps to take and how that's going to look for the positive outcome. I'll just say amen to that. And uh, that's awesome, Destiny. And I think that's right on. The only other encouragement I would add to that is to simply, uh, you know, take that time and just understand that we're there to help guide you and and, uh, and and just know that doing nothing is probably not the right answer. So that's always simply, the, might be the easiest thing, but our encouragement would be to do the next right thing. Oh, thank you too for that. Um, so much in there. I'm gonna have to listen to the show again, just me. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and uh, I'll encourage you to do that and to join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.